Genre. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one wise-cracking, nun-chucking, bow-staffing minute at a time. I am Scott Tofty, your host. With me, as always, are Chris yep. and Rachel Hi. and Adam. Yo. And joining us once again this week, our extra super very special guest, Mr. Eric Dean. Hey, guys. I'm going to just keep hyping you up more and more every episode. Is that okay with you? <laughs> That's fine By with Friday, me. it'll be amazing when we have much. you. So, Eric, one of the things we need to have you just kind of keep in the back of your noggin is mm-hmm. by the end of the week, we need to know your favorite turtle movie quote mm-hmm. and also which turtle you best relate to. So mm-hmm. keep that, keep that Why do I rumbling keep around that in, the back in your headspace up there. I already know the answers. Okay. Oh, well, then go ahead and tell us the answer. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that was easy. Uh, yeah, clearly Michelangelo was always my favorite because he also used nunchucks. A fellow chucker, eh? Yeah. And as a kid, you know, I started chucking when I was five years old. So as soon as I saw somebody in a movie also using nunchucks, they had to be my favorite. So do you actually call it chucking? Uh, Not in public circles. (laughs) Is that like what people in the know refer to it as? No, not so much. Chucking around in the yard. (laughs) So go home and chuck for a bit. So you're that rare case where you were already a nunchuck person before mm-hmm. finding the turtles right wow i so, didn't think those existed i i, I thought like nunchucks oh. were invented after the turtles no <laughs> I, I i have a i have my I think, guess about what got you into it but why don't you tell what what was it that uh, drew you to nunchucks in the well, first place most people i think got into it through bruce lee yes exactly oh uh, yeah, yeah okay that makes sense so it wasn't sidekicks no. God no! Oh no! No! I love that movie. Uh, Adam also, bringing also the fire tonight. Was years after Turtles. It was. It was like a year after. It Turtles. was like 1991. Yeah. What really? No, it was like 93 or something. Was it? I think so. I'm gonna look it up mm. now. Anyway, uh, to the saying, Which part? Yeah, uh, about what got you into Chucks? Was it just Bruce Lee? Well, it wasn't Bruce Lee directly. Uh, my dad actually got me into nunchucks for some reason. Um, I don't even think my dad was really into nunchucks, but we, he loved making weapons. And mm. when I was a little kid, we'd go out to the garage and just make weapons together. And yeah, one of cool. the first pair of weapons we made was just a, a crappy little pair of nunchucks out of an old broomstick. And that was my <laughs> first pair. Huh. Nice, nice. A good dad. <laughs> damn it sidekicks was 1992 i thought it was later whatever yeah yeah um so mikey finishes his wisecrack oh did i tell you this minute starts with mikey i do that already did i do that whole no. bit mikey starts 70 you okay yeah you didn't say what it starts with totally not paying attention so the minute audience is so confused and lost <laughs> minute 78 starts with michelangelo finishing his wise wisecrack and ends with some fantastic rooftop ninja action uh, accompanied by some fantastic rooftop ninja whooshes and wah sound effects. Um, so Mikey's uh, he's he's punning. He's punning mm-hmm. this whole time. He's doing such a, a bang up job of ninja ing he that he has the ability the to pun. He's the the Punisher. Punisher. Was this uh, the original? Like, I feel like there's a, a scene that I would now call like a Legolas and Gimli scene. <laughs> of just like two guys fighting a bunch of other guys and wisecracking back and forth in the midst of it. But this is clearly 
Because that, that didn't exist in the books, right? No, I don't In the turtle did. books uh, or in the Lord of the Rings books? They're not in the Lord of the Rings books, no. <laughs> so what is the <laughs> oldest version of this scene? Is it this? I don't know. It's probably like a Western or something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't oh, know, right. like Magnificent Seven or or, or like uh, Once Upon a Time in the West or something. I, I say that with not actually – Come to think of it, Young I've never Guns, seen those movies. Young Guns 2. Oh, yeah, Young Guns would be a good Wait, place what, for that. Wait, what bit are we talking about here? Is it the, 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 uh, the wisecracking back and forth banter while during a battle? Like, like sort of two of the heroes like sort of like keeping count and like making jokes to one another as they handily vanquish their foes. I mean, that probably goes back to Errol Flynn in those days, if you think about it. Oh, Errol Flynn. <laughs> yeah, but who was Errol Flynn, Flynn's partner? I don't remember. Nobody don't remembers who Errol Flynn like fought side by side with. <laughs> that, that's a joke on Anadonia. We, oh, we make okay. a joke about Errol Flynn. He's like uh, the main character, Adam, spirit animal. Yeah, go check out Welcome to Anadonia. <laughs> See our take on Errol Flynn. As a puppet? No, he's a he's a dude, but like it we we it's a really weird like not great take on <laughs> Errol Flynn. Anyway. We, we, we go into some weird behaviors he was rumored to have. Mm. You know what was his take on Errol Flynn? The Rocketeer, Timothy Dalton. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. That was so good. You know, in college, Chris, I'll have to throw this in. In college, Chris, my English professor, uh, Dr. Walker, if you're still out there, called me Errol Flynn because I insisted on wearing my wrestling shoes to class. (laughs) (laughs) And his closest approximation of what those little cloth slippers on my feet were reminded him of Errol Flynn's little cloth slippers. Robin Hood booties. There you go. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Yeah. Chris, do you want to talk about the, the punning here a little bit? The punning is pretty punishing, um, but uh, yeah. So, like, we we get a, a couple. We have a series. We have uh, Michelangelo throwing out his his jokes to the best of his ability. Shell shock, which Donatello derides as derivative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, shell it out, which uh, Donatello correctly confirms is cliched. And then finally, shell of a good hit. <laughs> and uh, Donnie's like, I like it. He likes the worst one. That's the oh well, you know. It's not for for a bunch of children like shell and hell. It's true, like it's true. you know he double hockey sticks. It's kind of like ooh, you're getting away with something. So, you're getting away with something. Ooh. Kids love getting put, away. I'm with gonna stuff. type that out on my calculator. I looked up shell shock because I knew it was something more serious than oh, oh than yeah. this movie. slang for PTSD, right? Yeah. So according to Wikipedia. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Oh, boy. All right, everyone pay attention. Shell shock, also called bullet wind, soldier's heart, battle fatigue, and operational exhaustion, is a phrase coined in World War I to describe the type of post-traumatic stress disorder many soldiers were afflicted with during the war before PTSD itself was a term. It is a reaction to the intensity of the bombardment and fighting that produced a helplessness appearing vicariously, variously, as panic and begin being scared or f- uh, <laughs> or flight <laughs> and inability to reason, sleep, walk, or talk. So it was a pretty debilitating disorder that they didn't really understand after World War One. There's a yeah. there's an old George Carlin joke about how he he goes he talks about how uh, language goes from like one thing to another, and he yeah. uses how we got from shell shock to post traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like his bit on like, oh, PC culture is stupid, but in like a more kind of intelligent yeah. way. And now shell shock is sort of an innocuous term to describe 
anything really. I think you know, Ninja getting Turtles hit has single-handedly shifted turtles. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you got to know there was at least one person in that writing room who thought, is the shell shock joke too far? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think what we just witnessed was the writing room. It's like shell shock. No, too derivative. <laughs> This is a conversation. That hey just guys, happened. let's just write down what what you guys were saying right there, where you're like writing stuff on the board, a, and and that that right there, that's good, that's good, right there. We wrote it. Good there's job. just one writer in the room who was like, "Oh, this is gold." He was like just scribbling it down as it was as it was happening. I uh, I feel compelled to. I feel <laughs> I I feel sort of like grotesquely compelled to bring up like a worse term to come out of World War One. Hey, have you ever called somebody a basket case? Or yes. have you ever thought of somebody as a basket case? Mm-hmm. Do you know what a basket case really is? No. It is a quadruple amputee. Oh, boy. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah, because World War I was the first time anybody sort of survived a situation where they lost all four limbs, and then they were literally put into a basket. This oh is why you keep a history major around. To be carried around, they Dear were basket cases. God. I don't think that's so what when Green you, Day had in mind when they made when, their hits. Whenever no. somebody <laughs> says that somebody's a basket case, all I can think of is, I can't remember the name of the short story or the novel that it was based off of, but Metallica's one, uh, where where it's like the story oh, of- Oh, Johnny like, Got His Gun or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah, that that story of the 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 soldier who was like not only a quadruple amputee, but like blinded and deafened mm. and was like trapped in his own mind, like sort oh, of- dear uncomplex lock-in syndrome anyway that's what uh, they that's what they call Ali happy, Sheedy in happy the downer Club. day they, they call her the basket case yeah but i mean that just goes to show how much like a term can can change in uh let's see ali sheedy in the breakfast club in 1980 something so, so 60 years yeah well, it hasn't been All 60 right. years since The Breakfast Club. I'm not well, that Well, I mean, old. like, from between World War One, <laughs> between like World War One and The Breakfast Club, yeah. <laughs> eh, like, like, like 70 years. Okay. So as we dive into our minute, Donatello does this cool, like, I like it, step up. And then he does this flurry of bow staff moves. I just, I wanted oh, your, yeah. like, professional analysis of that little flurry after he likes Mikey's pun. Yeah. You know, there's there some good, like, sort of short, like, his hands are close to the middle, and he's using both ends, you know, mm-hmm. alternating really quickly and, and using the middle as well. Uh, it, it, it's very well well balanced and close and shows that the, the long stick can be used in close. Right. Yeah. I, I like how he says step up in that spot. Like, he, like they're, they're outwardly acknowledging the fact that the ninjas are fighting them one at a time. <laughs> it's true and if you look in the background they kind of give each other that right of way yeah. <laughs> alright it's your turn sucker like they drew straws like there's there's like one smart but cowardly uh, you know ninja in the background who's just like no 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 I, I got the next one you go and then another guy comes up and he's like oh, oh hey what no I, I insist after you you go next <laughs> and he's gonna cut and he's gonna get out of this like scot free this is the moment where Indiana Jones would just pull his gun out. <laughs> oh, God. <Shoot> <laughs> like an actual New York street criminal shows up and he's like, what are you idiots doing? He's just like, screw this. Bang. <laughs> and then Indiana Jones showed up and ended the movie. <laughs> Wait for a crossover episode, guys. Yeah. Um, so Leo's climbing up after a foot soldier on a ladder. He says, hey, where are you going? And we pan up and we see... Raphael on a fire escape, taking on three foot soldiers. Wham, wham, wham. And uh, woof. he throws one of them into the stairs. We get a lovely sound. A really uh, resounding. Really good clang. Yeah, Sonorous. but the guy's head doesn't come anywhere close to the steps. 
Like, he's do, yeah, he's doing like that professional wrestling. Like he's putting his hand there to stop it, exactly. but his hand goes nowhere near the steps. Wait, what do you mean? You mean are you trying Adam, to say? I have to tell you something that they don't hit the guy's head on Adam, the steps in professional wrestling. No, Adam, pro wrestling. It's uh, well, we'll we'll talk off mic. Right. Don't don't crush his dreams just yet. I also have to tell you something I'm about Santa I've got Claus. Bad news for you. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some. Bad news. <laughs> oh man, I miss him. <laughs> anyway, in joke. Anyway, uh, so Raphael throws foot soldiers effectively up the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny. They're like, like, "Oh man, we're losing so badly. Let's go up the building." Climb yeah, let's add like mortal consequences to this fight we're losing. This seems like a tactical error. Mortal I mean, is this what claiming the high ground is all about? <laughs> No, no, it's not. Did anyone catch that? No. Oh, I got right. it. I got it. What did you it. say? Yeah, I just did. I have mortal consequences. <laughs> fatalities are just terrible accidents. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, the fatalities are just like a lesson that you learn from all this. <laughs> Don't climb up the fire escape, children. This um, game is dumb. <laughs> Like Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. <laughs> oh, that's another Simpsons joke, isn't it? It is. Damn you, Rachel. <laughs> so sly. Buy me Bone Stormer. Go to hell. <laughs> we uh, we cut back down and we see Michelangelo do another little Three Stooges bit here. Uh, and then another axe-wielding ninja. Yeah. Another another axe ninja who goes to chop his head off, and we get a real turtley moment. Chris, you love these moments. I do love these moments. Again, anytime they, you know, the choreography uh, utilizes the fact that they are not human, I, I appreciate it. You know, we got a little shell squishing earlier on, and then we get the we get this head retraction um, just in the nick of time, so to speak. I I I perish the thought of him not successfully dodging that strike. <laughs> his uh, his spidey sense must have been going off really well there. Yeah, his, his turtle sense was tingling, and uh, you know he, he pulls himself in there, and then, without looking, does the, um, the classic backfist to the guy behind him that knocks him out, and I just, I kind of hate that. Backfists mm. don't knock people out. I, they just don't. Caught him just, square in the nose. It definitely didn't feel good. It worked for... Feel- it worked for it Batman. <laughs> That's true. Batman is a better fight. <laughs> well, he also, Batman is more dangerous than the Ninja Turtles. Wait a minute. You're going to get the Dark Knight Minute guys all over us about this one. They're already begging for crossovers. Let's give them something to talk gauntlets. about, shall we? Mm. Who wins in a fight, Batman or Ninja Turtles? Batman. <laughs> really? Against four Ninja Turtles? I think we've established the Cobra Kai could take out the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Come on. Wow. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go Ninja Turtles on this one. Maybe all four at once. I mean, well, no, against, they're ninjas. They, Batman? They, they're ninjas. They would fight no him way. one at a time. <laughs> but would Batman nin- fight them one at a time? Well, there only is one Batman that you know about. What's Batman gonna gang up on them by himself? <laughs> yeah, it's he, not a fair fight. They're he's gonna figure out uh, some kind of bat cloning device and make four of himself. <laughs> He's Batman. <laughs> He's just all everywhere right. all at once. All right. Point, Rachel. So unrelated, but I saw something on Facebook today since we're talking about Batman. Someone pointed out that Wolverine's mask, like the classic oh, yeah, yeah. mask, looks like two Batmans kissing in front of a sunset. I, I have seen that before. <laughs> I think I saw that as a kid. 
So next time I think you, that's how you, you teach kids Wolverine, how to draw Batman, right? Just imagine two Batmans about to kiss. What do you try to say, bub? <laughs> <laughs> Batmans uh, or Batsman? <laughs> Batsman? Batsman? The, the, Batsman. No, that's like that's like rounders. That's an English game. Batsman. The, the, Batsman. the Batsman stepped up to the the Batsman stepped up to the base and hit a really sticky wicket. Well, Batman doesn't what really What was the ma- cricket yeah. term we came up with? Earlier this season. Oh. I don't Shoot. even remember. There was a really funny one back when Corelli was on. Eh, well, he oh, was the clever one. So. <laughs> so that, that's too pray. far back, but we can't remember that's that far back. Um, so we're up on the roof now. We're finally starting to get turtles up onto the roof. And they're, uh, they're fighting. Donatello is, is flinging people off the edge. Um. Wait, no, but he, he's not flinging them off the oh, he's flinging He flings them, them from onto the, the roof. Onto the roof. Onto the roof. He flings Actually, them onto the roof. He's a very considerate combatant. Okay. They're all very yes. considerate. Can we rewind just... Like, the fact that Leo kills no one, Leo is, like, the most disciplined and so, like restrained uh, and most talented of them. He's able to use swords and not kill anyone. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because the ending of this minute is one of my favorite moments in the movie. And even as a kid... I questioned it. And that is... Adam has a point. Can we just rewind just a second? Um, Did did, did we talk about the I love being a turtle line? Yes. We did? Well, a little bit, Not specifically the line, we talked about the head retraction. Well, go ahead, Adam. The head retraction and and the back fist, but... I always like that line because it's kind of like Winston's line at the end of Ghostbusters where he goes, I love this town. Mm. Like, it's kind of that same... I always love that line. I don't know what it is. It's pretty classic line for this movie. Like it's one of the catchphrases, I, I would think say. That's one of the ones that got set on the playground a lot. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I think it's probably important to show that what he considered like the thing that made him different than everyone else has now become a point of pride. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really know really anything freaks, else though. Freaks. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I I suppose, like, Michelangelo hasn't shown any pathos, but we know that Raphael is sensitive about the fact that, as a turtle, he will never know the love of another human being. (laughs) True, true. Yes. Um, And, and Eric, before we get to the very end of the minute, I actually want to go way back in this minute. There's something I forgot to point out. Uh, At about two seconds into this minute, you can see a large garbage truck pulling up. In the the background of the shot, when Donnie and uh, Mikey are riffing with each other, and you can actually see the garbage men, one of them who's sort of alongside, and the other one comes running around the front of the truck, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, crap, look at all this going on, and they're gone by the next time you see that shot. They've just bailed. They've chosen so to go these, on foot. Instead of driving their truck away, yeah, they just get abandon it. Wonder, it, and they bolt. I wonder if that truck comes into play later. I, <laughs> it, it just might. Which calls into <laughs> right. question, who are these drivers? Why did they bring that thing in the first place? Do they know Casey Jones? <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good donut shop around the corner. I also wanted to point out this amazing um it's not a matte painting, but like this Oh the, the this, photograph. Yeah, this the, photograph background. That's that's awesome looking. I mean it's huge. Yeah, it's massive. Um the cityscape background. And it gets a lot of play in in the next couple of minutes. And unless you're looking really closely at it, it's hard to really figure out that it's not really there. It's, I mean, I, I imagine on the, you know, the Blu-rays and whatnot, it's a little easier to tell. It's a little faded. I know there are some s- shots where you can actually see 
um, the outline of it. Like they they pull back the camera a little too far in upcoming minutes, and you can see the edges of it. Well, it's but it's, it's, it's a good you know bit of camera trickery. It's front lit a bit uh, on the one corner, which kind of gives it away. Usually these things yeah. are are back lit, but yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I like this set. This rooftop set I think is my favorite set in this movie. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the same rooftop that that Raf got beaten up on earlier, right? No, no, this is a different one. No, that yeah. was April April's rooftop. Well, that was April's rooftop, but is it the same set? Um, I don't believe it's the same set. It, uh, I, I don't know. We'd have to inspect well, as I mean, we go considering on. Considering that it's probably a sound, uh, just a soundstage. It, I mean, it's probably the same physical location, but you could get, yeah. I, I bet maybe like, all the, di- I bet the different levels and like the sort of different items can just be moved around to change the geography. That's, that's a really good question. I never thought of that. We'd have to look at it like, a little bit more closely. Like if you think about like a high school stage production, like, you know, the various right. platforms that you move around, you can just move one here and here and here and be like, this is one building and then move them like 10 feet the other direction. And it's like, this oh, is the other Shoot it from building. a different angle. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Eric, let's talk about why you love the end of this minute so much. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Leonardo's helicopter attack. because up until this point like we've said up until this point these guys are very specifically and intentionally non-lethal and yet all of a sudden leo pulls out his swords and starts spinning through the crowd just with wild abandon so are the swords sharp or are they not and if they're not why are you carrying swords and if they are why are you flinging them around in the middle of this crowd of children (laughs) <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, screw it. It's the third act. What are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> yeah, like the the turtle. Like you know, you got to kind of wonder. Um, like uh, I, I, you know, you remember like as a kid, like doing the the taekwondo or karate, the various martial arts classes, and you know, you would have the 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 lectures from the instructors about you know karate only for defense or or something like that. You know, the Mr. Miyagi moment where you talk about you know sort of the yeah. discipline and responsibility, and you know, we're teaching you these things so that you don't necessarily have to use these things, so that you have the the confidence necessary to to face a, a potentially violent situation and and know that you don't need to resort to violence. Anyway, that that's getting a little more involved than I meant to, but you got to kind of wonder like how many times has, has Splinter talked to them about like their rules of engagement? Like, like what are, what are the turtles like rules in terms of like, when is it acceptable for you to use your, your, your sword to kill someone? (laughs) (laughs) Also that, that helicopter attack was his special move in the arcade game. That's true. Oh, in terms of the arcade game, that was something you could do. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if you go by the comic books, Splinter's, you know, creating an army to go out and kill the Shredder. Like that's that's the game plan. Like they're they're straight up murderers. They're out for Assassins. blood. Assassins. Yeah. Um, maybe they toned that down a bit for this movie, but I it's 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 in the DNA of Ninja Turtles. In the context of this film, I feel like the helicopter attack brings a lot of questions uh, into account about those swords. <laughs> because in the context of the film, again, I'm not sure why Leo doesn't just have two metal batons. True. He doesn't really ever cut anything. Except those carrots. Pizza. He cuts pizza. Oh, so they, the swords are sharp then? Yeah, they are sharp. He, uh, you know, it slices, it dices. You're right. He's able to throw a pizza up in the air and slick, 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 slick. They're also conveniently and flexible and bendy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apparently at this point, we have to consider the fact that Leonardo might have been pushed over the line and is now willing to murder these kids. 
<laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. I think that's... Uh, there there a, may be a couple of bodies just up on the roof for the police to find. A clever bit of deducing. Like the uh, the the cops are going to be like, oh man, this was this was sure a funny uh, funny violent incident between the jets and the sharks. I bet they had a musical number. Oh my god, there's a headless <laughs> corpse up here. <laughs> there's just torsos. Oh, um, I think we skipped over. There, there was this this cute little moment with Donnie where he almost falls off the ladder. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He after he like you know flip he he grabs like one of the foot ninjas by the by the leg and like trips him up. Thankfully towards the roof instead of away from it. Right. You know, like, like talking about uh, Lord of the Rings, like Legolas and Gimli, like sort of comparing notes. That would have been the point where like Legolas like pulls the orc down off the wall to its death. <laughs> but you know Donnie's a nice guy and he's like just. <laughs> And in the and in the process, nearly falls off the building. Celebrating his own cool move, almost hoist on his own petard. Oh, that <laughs> petard! We're back to the petard again. I love petard. Always comes back to the petard. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny how the levity continues to this minute because it's about to get really un uh, unleavened. <laughs> what <laughs> unleavened bread? Do you remember? Yeah, un- unleavened. Uh, Ninjaing. Um, all right, I'm good. That's that's my minute. <laughs> yeah, like that joke solid. did not that land way. the way I wanted that's it a, to. I apologize. <laughs> well, let's just tuck my tail between my legs and crawl out of minute 78 as slowly and quietly as I can. Hey, shall it's we? fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, make sure you guys head over to our Facebook page, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute Listener Facebook page, or our Twitter at TMNT Minute. And uh, also, please don't forget to go check out Eric at his YouTube page. What's that address again, Eric? YouTube.com slash ThePostApoc, T-H-E-P-O-S-T-A-P-O-C. All right. And check and out all the coolness happening dude, over there. Dude, watch the video where he tests his ballistic mask. Watch that one. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I'm going to go watch that. All right. For the crew here, we will say goodbye, and we will catch you guys on Minute 79. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Cowabunga!